This week on TNT Talk, we're going to be talking about part two to the National Park's disappearances. Logan Paul is a disciple. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, our conspiracy today is, is Logan Paul a disciple from the 1500s? (laughs) Is he a time traveler? No, we're totally Um, kidding. Disciples are not from the 1500s. I know, that's why I laughed. (laughs) That's the Renaissance era. All right, well, with that being said. We are talking more about Paula Dean. (laughs) Hey, okay. I don't know if we ever told you. Why this. is it anytime, We went to Paula Dean. What? I was just going to say, why is it anytime we film at my house, we cannot get it together? We're always like, hee <laughs> Well, because. Anyways, we went to Paula Dean. <laughs> we went to Paula Dean's uh, weekend. No, we went. No, no. A year ago. A year ago. They a, already know this, but tell them anyway. Do they? Uh, well, yeah, because we talked to you. All right. Well, we went to Bali. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. We went to Paula Dean's restaurant, and I have a picture of Paula Dean on a bulletin board in my room that says, Happy Birthday, Love, Paula Dean. And it's signature signed in Sharpie. Mm-hmm. Anyways. And it was Paula Dean's weekend at Paula Dean's restaurant, but we didn't get to eat there because Tori wanted to get food poisoning from Margaritaville in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. That's not what happened. We couldn't afford it. <laughs> no, we could afford it. We couldn't get in. Were they too busy? Yeah. No, we, we tried to go another time, but we just none of There was oh, something that happened. It was bachelorette trip. No, something, oh, something happened to where we couldn't, regardless, Tori got food poisoning and I saw Paula Dean. Anyways, Paula <laughs> Dean went missing in the National Park. Yeah, so, and that brings us back around to the fact that we drove through a National Forest to get to Paula Dean, and so today, <gasps> and Paula Dean went missing so today we're on part two of the national park disappearances um where we left off of with Catherine and her crazy story well now we're talking about paula jean weldon yeah to clarify paula dean did not go missing paula jean did paula jean weldon yes so yeah so we did a part one a couple couple weeks ago didn't release another episode because our schedules were just crazy so now we're back but we did a National Parks episode. You guys seem to really like it. We talked about two cases. These two cases, I will say, I'm not going to lie. These two cases aren't as interesting to me as the other two because the, the, the Catherine two, one was yeah. the one that shook me to the core. Paula Jean, this it, one. It, it chilled you to the. It chilled me to the stake at the bone. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, it. Chilled me to the bone at the stake. No, Karen texted me two of the other day. I got chilled to the bone at the stake. Yeah, I got chilled to the bone at the stake. I said chilled me to the stake to the bone. (laughs) 
I got chilled to the T bone of the steak. Yeah, regardless of we were eating steak at our bones, but Paula Jean Weldon. <laughs> Paula Jean Weldon. You called her missing. you called her Paula Dean just now. <laughs> I didn't. You heard that. Paula went missing. So on December first, in the forties, nineteen forty six. She left her Dewey Hall dorm room at Bennington College. So she went to Bennington College in Vermont. She left her dorm room at approximately 2.30 p.m. In the winter, mind you. She was wearing a red parka, jeans, white sneakers, and a wristwatch with a black band. This was the description from her missing person's thing. She was not dressed appropriately for the cold weather and left with little or no money. So it was December 1st, and she wore a red parka and jeans and tennis shoes and a wristwatch. And that's all she wore. And it was in the winter. In Vermont. You know what? So, I feel like she was leaving in a hurry. That's just my theory already. What's a, what's a parka look like? Hang on. I need, to, I need a picture of a parka. Because, like, I know what that is. But, like, mm, I don't. We'll describe it to you. Okay. Yeah. So, just, like, a really Two big... images, not shopping. I didn't mean to click... No, I want to buy a parka. Okay. So, it's just, like, a, it's just a heavyweight coat. It's a much. coat. But, at the same time, the police said that it wasn't enough. For the weather? Yeah. So I guess it was very cold. Well, yeah, in Ver- And it was in Vermont. So, okay. So a witness said that he found Paula hitchhiking near the Bennington campus and agreed to give her a ride around 2.45. So she left around 2.30 and she was hitchhiking mm. at 2.45 and he gave her a ride. The man said that she wanted a ride to Glastonbury Mountain uh, where she planned to hike the long trail. So she apparently wanted to go hiking. Out of nowhere. In jeans. By herself, <laughs> in jeans, December 1st. Well, I guess this is the 40s. I don't think leggings were up there. Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Paula Jean. Paula Dean. I'm not here. So, she wanted to go to this mountain where she planned to hike. It's called the Long Trail, and the man dropped her off approximately three miles from Route 9, where she would go to enter into the trail. So, let's recap. 2.30, she left her college dorm. 2.45, she spotted hitchhiking with this man. He takes her about three miles to where the trail starts. Okay. So it is believed that she actually did make it to her destination because several witnesses report seeing her walking along the trail later that same day. But one witness in particularly spoke with her at approximately 4 p.m. And the teen stopped, as, as in Paula, she stopped mm-hmm. to ask the man about the total length of the trail before continuing along her way. This encounter was the last reported sighting before she vanished. So, this girl goes hiking. Didn't really tell anybody where she was going. She went hiking, and this man sees her at 4 p.m. She's asking how long is the trail, and then she leaves. Genuinely, what you would think originally is she probably passed out. Because she was she was asking, she was probably winded. Like, or if she, she was, was probably just wondering, I wonder how much longer I'll be at, because it's already 4 o'clock. Well, think like, about mm, it. She's going to be getting dark soon. Think about it. He said he dropped her off at around 3. She had already been hiking for, for an hour. hour. So, yeah, she stayed at a steady pace and stuff. Yeah. That's what I'm Maybe she was tired. I don't know. So some people would think maybe she just passed out. Um, so the <laughs> she's sun. She's just full on with her. I can't she's, do this. Yeah, she's, Paula, she needs to come back to the kitchen. The sun set approximately one hour after the man spoke with her, and within hours it began snowing. That's how cold it was. So it began snowing, and the accumulation was reported to be around three inches. She was inches. probably cold. That's probably what she's like. How much longer do I have? Well, why was she even going in the first place? My thing. Well, we'll get to the theories in a minute. Maybe but she I wanted to why. have like, you know, some me time. Yeah, maybe sure. <laughs> 
So, within hours, it began snowing, and the accumulation was reported to be around three inches. So, it snowed mm-hmm. about three inches one hour after this man spoke to her. So, when she failed to attend to her scheduled classes, the university called Paula Jean's parents to see if they had heard from her or if she had returned home. She was reported missing after her parents confirmed that they did not know anything about That's her. That's crazy, because if you think about it now, like... Like, you don't go to school and college. They don't care. They're not going to call right. your parents. They're right. like, well, all right. Like Exactly. That is kind of sketchy. I didn't think about that. Yeah, like, they, as soon as she missed any of her classes, the school was like, and that, that's college. That's why. That's... Right, yeah. It's different back in the day. I guess it's easier for people to go missing that way, too. So, all Bennington College students were required to sign out mm. if they had to plan to leave campus and return after 11 p.m. So, if they knew that they were going to come back late, they had to sign out. They were also required to check back in when they did come back. However, there was no record of her checking in or out on December 1st, which also, again, makes me say, was she in a hurry? So, do they have to check out when they go to anything? Like, even her going Yeah, hiking? they're checking in and out. Like, any time that they leave campus. <laughs> that sounds like a nursing home. It, I guess because it's in the 40s, the times are different, you know? Yeah, that's probably what but it is. But to be honest like, with you, it's more safe that way. And it's not, like they're keeping keep, a, it's not like they're keeping a curfew. They just want to know what time people are coming in and out. Yeah, kind of keeping a log of their stu- Like, just right. check on them. Because to be honest with you, that's actually really smart. Yeah. I don't know how many colleges actually do that, but... So there's no record of her even leaving or coming back. So in addition to her family and friends, the Connecticut and New York State Police Departments began searching the Long Trail and the surrounding region. Initially, authorities assumed that Weldon simply just got lost or she got injured and then died ultimately from the exposure of the snow. Yeah. Um, and there was no trace that was ever found on or around the trail. See, that's the stuff that always, every time I'm like, how? Like, right. maybe because the snow might have covered some things. But even then, like, your foot makes an indention into the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, you have... The snow. Well, like, that's... So, okay, they went looking That's the for one her. thing. Whenever weather... Whenever weather gets involved, they always talk about that with cases. Whenever, whenever weather gets involved, it's like a whole new, like, ball game. Like, if it snows mm-hmm. or if it rains or something, it's like your tracks go gone because you can't find them. That's so like so scary. when it starts raining when somebody goes missing they're always like we need to speed up the case before the track yeah. the trail is gone. Cuz it's uh. like cuz it's like matter of life and death at that point. But in the hours after she disappeared and it was publicly announced a waitress in Fall River, Massachusetts contacted what? authorities to report seeing a young woman that matched the description in the diner where she worked. Sorry about chipstick on. <laughs> so this lady that works in this diner was like, hey, yo, 911, I think I might have found her. She's in this diner in Massachusetts. So the waitress described the young woman as appearing very disturbed. However, mm. there are a few details available about the encounter of the young woman's specific state of mind. Um, she was probably freaking abducted on the trail and then dragged along. Very possible. Yeah. That's probably what happened. Her parents actually suspected that her boyfriend <laughs> may have been involved. Mm. So, Weldon's father, in particular, did not approve of the relationship. According to reports, the only other thing linking the boyfriend to Weldon's disappearance was a report from a psychic. However, I will say, with missing person cases, psychics just say (laughs) anything. Kind of like the Gabby Pedia thing? Yeah. Oh, I don't... This is just a little side note about that. 
apparently um, the FBI came out the other day. It's just like this past week. They made the announcement that in the notebook left from Brian Laundrie or whatever, that he did write about he was guilty. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Um, they didn't release. They didn't release what was in the notebook though, did they? Of course they didn't. They didn't show it. They were just like, yeah, that's what it said, and everybody was like, yeah, he's not dead. <laughs> yeah, it just that case is like a whole other. I want to revisit it like myself. Yeah, you know, I would. Since, I would want to revisit it for the pod for sure. Yeah, just except because, I would. Live, I would give it more time to breathe just to make sure nothing else happens. That's what I'm saying because like. Once they found him, quote, found him dead, you didn't hear anything. It was just gone. Yeah, nobody talked about Gabby Petito. Nobody no. did. And or it was, like, like, all over the place. And I knew that that was going to happen. Yeah. That was just October. Can you imagine, though, if there was social media for stuff like this? Like, you know, like, yeah. in the 40s and stuff? Like, people probably would have gotten found faster. Um, mm-hmm. Or even found before they passed. But, like I said, Paula's father did not like the relationship with her and her boyfriend, and according to reports, the only other thing that linked the boyfriend, like we said, was this psychic that said, you know, there was a linking there. So although authorities did not consider the boyfriend to be a likely suspect, her father was insistent that they continue following that lead. So the authorities did not want to keep talking about, yeah, that's what she looks like. I know. I always like to put a, a face to the name. She's pretty. She is. The authorities did not want to continue to search the boyfriend as a suspect because they did not think that it could have been him. But the father kept saying that he thought it was him, so they kept him in the loop. Yeah. So, the dispute ultimately led to a breakdown in the relationship between Walden's father and the authorities investigating her disappearance. So, because they were like, no, we don't want to do this, it mm-hmm. like caused a, r- a ripple, and he was like, well, you're not looking out for my daughter. So... One of the most compelling persons of interest in Weldon's disappearance was a man named Fred Gadette, who worked as a lumberjack and lived near the trail where Weldon vanished in 1955. So this is, let's see, 13 years, 13 years after she went missing, because it was in 42. No, it was 46. Oh, 46. Nine years. So, nine years. Sorry, I thought it was 42. 46. Nine years Later, Gadette went to the authorities and confessed to having information about the disappearance Mm. and knowing where the remains were buried. What? Yeah. So, he took it back and claimed he was simply seeking attention. When that kind of stuff happens, I'm always, like, I'm on both sides of the table with it because I'm like, okay, you come out after nine years and you say something, obviously because guilty conscious or mm-hmm. you can't take it anymore. But then when they're like, oh, they just wanted like their five seconds of fame. I also see that because the way people are so, like they just reach so hard for like a clout or whatever. Yeah. So, I don't know. when you take it back, I don't know what police even do with that. Yeah, they're like, like, the police is like, no, take backsies. Like you already said it. (laughs) They're like, we have it on record. Yeah. So, he he took it back and said that he was seeking attention. Gadette also reportedly bragged to others about attacking and killing her. So, like, who, even if he didn't do it. He's still not normal. Nobody's just like, oh my god, so I totes my Yeah, that's totally like a Ted Bundy thing. And I totally destroyed her. Totes my goats. (laughs) Did you hear that one? (laughs) So, many people also think that the father could have actually been involved in the case. Just because he pointed fingers first? Yeah, because he was just so, like... Set on it. And you know, the thing is, is like, yeah, a parent would be concerned. But apparently the way that he was acting was really odd. For Mm -hmm. instance, so... 
In the week prior to Weldon's disappearance, she had planned to return to her family's home in Connecticut to celebrate Thanksgiving. However, Weldon's roommate said that she decided to stay on campus instead. Okay, kind of weird. The roommate also said that Weldon and her father had a disagreement prior Mm. to her disappearance, so she didn't go home for Thanksgiving. People speculate. Probably a disagreement about the boyfriend. That's what I was thinking. People speculate because of the boyfriend. He's saying all this stuff. She's like, I'm not coming home for Thanksgiving. And then they apparently got into another disagreement Mm. right before she disappeared. So, Mm. Weldon's father also drew suspicion. This is weird. He also drew suspicion when he apparently vanished for 36 hours amid the search for his daughter. So this is during the search. During the search, he disappeared. Oh, he going to hide something and burn something. For 36 hours, he disappeared. Mm, that's almost two full days. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that's like, what, a day and yeah. a half? Yeah. It's, like, the same thing as, like, I'm only comparing this because, like, we lived through this case. But, like, when Brian Laundrie disappeared for a set amount of hours or days. Yeah. And nobody knew where he was. And it was because he was at his parents' house. Like, here? Well, okay. Does his... What about the wife? Did she ever say anything? I never saw like, anything about like, a... is she not, like, oh, yeah, my husband... Like, I'm searching for our daughter while my husband's... I just don't know where he's at. He's been gone for, Either like, Either she days. was in on it or something. Oh, my God. So... Yeah, he was gone 36 hours amid the search. So, Bennington Banner reports that Weldon's father disappeared immediately after hearing his daughter was possibly seen by the waitress in Massachusetts. Well, he probably... Mm, he probably took off... I'm going to say it wrong. I always have to say Massachusetts. 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 I said it for you. Thank you. <laughs> but maybe he took off there to see if he could... Because you know how men are. They're like, oh, no, I got this. I'm alpha male. I'll do it myself. Well, he, yeah, he, it could have gone so many ways. Yeah, so when he heard that the his daughter could have been seen by a waitress in Massachusetts, he booked it Took out of it there. upon it, yeah. So he did not tell anybody, though, that he was leaving mm. or where he was going. But he probably thought that the cops would tell him no or try to, like, detain Possibly, him. Possibly, yeah. In the weeks and months following his daughter's disappearance, the father was... Un, sorry, I looked up what this word meant before I used it. Unabashedly, meaning unapologetically vocal in the criticism of law enforcement and his belief that they were not investigating the disappearance to their full ability. So he was pissed Mm -hmm. off because he thought that the police officers were not doing their best, but also people think that he was saying that because they weren't saying, oh yeah, the boyfriend did it, we're going to arrest him. People think that he just wanted the boyfriend arrested and then to get put up. Put in the, put in the cabinet. Slammer. Yeah. Did you say the cabinet? Yeah. People call it the cabinet. I wasn't talking about jail. I was talking about put the case like up, put it up. I thought you said put the boyfriend in the cabinet. I was like, okay, do (laughs) slay. He also criticized the state of Vermont for not having its own police force. So at the time, Vermont did not have their own police force, which is why I said that the New York police officers were helping with this case. That's so crazy. Maybe they just didn't have like a super big population. I guess. Maybe they didn't have like the people for it. Other theories have suggested that Weldon's disappearance may have actually been related to the rumored paranormal activity in the area known as the Bennington Triangle. So apparently, the Bennington Triangle is this creepy little thing that... Go save your cat. No, that's Pinto. Oh, then don't worry about it. She'll probably stop. So, that's her cats. Yes, I like to hear them. Um... 
Bennington Triangle. Yeah, so some, so, like, apparently this is, like, something where people, like, see spirits and then they go missing and they never come back. No, on the, like, in is this, it, in this it triangle in, of land. Is it in the trail? Or, in, like, around that area? Is, I think it was in the general vicinity. So the term Bennington Triangle was introduced by an author named Joseph A. Citry in 1992. However, it was a thing before that. They just didn't call it, was it that. Just, it was just, like, they were like, oh, you better not go to the Bennington Triangle. Yeah, like, so according to Citry, the triangle extends in the region surrounding the mountain that she was going to and includes mm-hmm. the cities of Bennington, Shaftesbury, oh. Woodford, and several ghost towns. And it's a, apparently has a potentially dangerous energy. Uh, I keep thinking, I don't even watch this show anymore. I keep thinking about Riverdale. Like, <laughs> him out in the woods, like, when that yeah. beast thing was there. Yeah. So, according to legend, the region has been a hotbed of unexplained experiences, sightings, and a number of disappearances. So, that little triangle is apparently, mm-hmm. like, culprit to a lot of things that have happened. Either that or I wonder if there's a lot of underground tunnels. tunnels. Yeah. <laughs> because we did discover, well, I mean, like, we knew it had been happening for a long time, but when we did Watergate Hang episode, on. we I'm did discover gonna... that these rings and these tunnels and trafficking have been happening for longer than we think. Bennington Triangle. I'm looking it up to see. Okay. Like the region of it? Ooh, yeah. It's like a perfect little triangle. Yeah, it look and it's right on Green Mountain National Forest. Yeah, is right in the center of it. Yeah. All right, so you know National Forest, you got a lot of things going playing against you. You got wild animals, feral people, sex trafficking. Poss- yeah, possible sex trafficking. I'm gonna look up um, abductions, ground railroad system in Vermont. Oops. Let's see. I want to see if there's a map. God, this is going to be hard. Okay, well, I, I can't read this. That'd have to be, let me see if you did. It's, so if you guys don't know what we're talking about, we're doing like. I'm like cross-examinating. You, you can look up, just do the U.S. one and then like check it. Make this. You can look up the Underground Railroad system for like the maps and like it's still. Like, okay, does, is it? Yeah, there is some in Vermont, but it's not, I don't think it connects. I don't think it connects. Regardless, well, but this it's is still right The thing the is, is of... though, this was in 1946. Yeah. So, but regardless, yeah, you can look up, like, uh, underground, you know, tunnels and stuff, and then, like, you can look at where kids go missing, and it is kind of creepy how it all kind of syncs together. But... As reported by Legends of America, sightings of a Bigfoot-like creature have oh been reported my. in the Triangle. Honestly, don't doubt it. Since the early 1800s. I, I am a Bigfoot believer, 1,000%. I saw sure, one myself when I was a kid. Like, yeah. never, ever, no one's ever going to de- take that. I will be 90 years old with dementia and still remember seeing a Bigfoot with my brother. <laughs> when I lived out in the country. So... There have been these sightings, like we said, since the early 1800s, and the mysterious disappearances have been reported as far back as 1945, as in mysterious disappearances of people. Mm-hmm. She went missing in 1946, so somebody else went missing in 45. But Bigfoot sightings have been happening in that so, area yeah. since the 1800s. I feel like, I think my dad's told me that before, like, for some reason. And it's like, like, this might sound kind of stupid to people. My dad's like a huge Bigfoot person. But like, up, like, the Bigfoots in like, different regions are different. Mm-hmm. Like, the ones like, up north, like, Vermont area. I'm pretty sure they're, they're, their fur is even like, different color. 
Yeah, than, like, that's what, what I've heard, too. Here. So, Paula Jean was the second of several people to go missing in what would later be referred to as the Bennington Triangle, like we said. So, Legends of America reports that there are no known ties between any of the people who vanished from the region, and the theories about the disappearances have ranged from paranormal activity to a serial killer. Mm, that, honestly, now, if it was a serial killer, because there's still people going missing in that area, that would have had to have been like, have, if you've all seen the movie Saw... That would have had to have been a serial killer who trained another serial killer to do the same work. Which is really yeah. creepy. Because in Saw, yeah. that's what happens. And Tori uh, hates that movie. I hate all of those movies. I hate them so much. Um, I love stuff about, like, true crime. Mm, Saw, not one of those. <laughs> so, other people have suggested unusual wind patterns may account for people getting lost and on, around, on and around the mountain. Never to be found due to the expansive and dense forest. So, That's apparently this forest is, like, extremely dense. You can't really navigate it. And especially if you think about it in the 40s, it was probably even worse because it had not been messed with as much as it would be now. Well, that's what always, like, confuses me. It's, like, you're going to have a national forest and, like, you know, it's going to be open to the public with hiking trails for people to go on. Why would you risk it if you know that sometimes it cannot... Like, if you know it's too dense or too much terrain and that somebody could get lost or die. Why would you be like, yeah, guys, come on. Totally. Just get a day parking Well, because the National Park is completely open to the public. You can go anywhere you want in there. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Like, that's so, like... It's creepy. Like, if I wanted to... It's like, why? Why would you ask for people to come out here? Like, right now, I could just go pack up my car, go up to, like, the one of the closest national forests... Park my car and just, and just walk out there and just never come back. Yeah. It's crazy. Do you think that's literally a possibility? Like, if you ever wanted to do that, you <laughs> She's do like, that. can we go right now? I just think about There's people that do that. Yeah. And then they just, like, they just completely go off grid. And they nobody, like. Yeah, they go missing. So, Weldon's case, was ultimately. Her, was that her goal? Do you think she wanted to do that? To go missing? Like, do you think she wanted to just be like, all right, I'm out? Or do you think she... No, because I think she might have would have taken some money with her. Like, if she really wanted to just leave, I feel like she why would have would ran she... away. Well, I was going to say, why would she need money in the forest? No, I'm saying I feel like she would have ran away. And so, like, maybe took, like, a different route. Okay, kitties. Quit. Because also, Quit. she... Okay, great. Thank you. Because right. she also came across somebody who said... And she said, like, how long is this trail? Oh, yeah. You know? So I don't think she was trying to run away. But the case, it, it did go cold. And she was eventually declared dead. However, no sign of the teen or her belongings okay. were ever found. You know, it's weird, though. So I was looking her up to see the picture of her. You know how you just said she's, like, been, like, they obviously, like, place closed. They were like, yeah, she's most likely dead. Mm-hmm. For some reason, Google, like, when I look her name up, it's, it doesn't say dead. It says age, 93 years old. It so, says it in, like, present tense, as in she's still actively So alive. then that's, maybe they opened the case again, because this says that it was declared, uh, my research said she was declared like dead. It, well, on here it says disappeared at the age of 18, and then it says born October 19th, 1928, age 93 years old. Like, they're saying it in, like, a present tense of, oh, like, she's 93 years old. Like, she is alive, which is weird. Hmm. Probably because I bet you they can't legally say that she's dead until she gets to years that wouldn't. Or they found remains or something. Like, that would be, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. 
So her disappearance actually brought national attention to Vermont's lack of state police force, and it even encouraged the formation of Vermont State Police Department in 1947. So they didn't what have police. Is that? Oh my god! Hey, Dad! I know you're coming home. You just scared the crap out of me here. Yeah, Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of TNT Talk. Make sure you give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook at TNT Talk. Also, feel free to email us with any suggestions on topics for future episodes at TNT Talk Podcast at gmail.com. All right, sorry y'all. Chaz just came in here. I didn't know he was coming home, so it scared the crap out of me. Tori um, said that's why she was so quiet the whole time. I was like, mm, yeah, because I, I thought my cats were destroying stuff out there. That's funny. But then he opened the door. Okay. Basically, that's pretty much a wrap on Paula Dean. She <laughs> That's not Paula Dean. She caused the Vermont State Police to form in 1947. She went missing in 46. Wow. So she went missing. They were like, oh, oh I almost cussed. They were like, oh, man, like we should really get. <laughs> oh, man. We should really get. Darn like, it. A really police, get a police force. <laughs> so. On oh, that to is terrible. I hope that that ever gets... See, things like that, they just make me... I'm like, oh, the possibilities are endless. And you know, I wonder who who has the case right now. Does the Vermont police force have the case now? Yeah, did it get passed on to them, or does the New York police department yeah, who get has it? it? That's weird. So, all right, Maureen lastly... Maureen Kelly. Maureen Kelly. So she was a 19-year-old woman from Vancouver who went missing in Gifford Pinchot National Forest. Where is that? I want to see this. Okay. It's in Vancouver. Wow. I think. No, it's not. It's not in Vancouver. Sorry. I'm an idiot. Where did you just pull that from? It's because she's from Vancouver. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> I just like start Maybe saying Maybe it that. is. How do you... P- Pinchinol? No, it's not Vancouver. It's in... Okay. Well, what state is that? Oh. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. I'm pretty sure I typed that somewhere. I just don't know where it's it is right now. It's ten and a half hours away from us. Awesome. <laughs> so, she went missing and give her pin shot, pin caught, whatever, national Pinocchio, forest. No, mm. <laughs> so, she was with a group of friends at Canyon Creek Campground when she left them at around 5 p.m. saying she was going on a spiritual quest and that she would be back at midnight. That just, like, stresses me out. <laughs> Can you imagine if I was like, Tori, I gotta go on a spiritual quest. I'd be like, you're not walking off from this job for us. First of all, at midnight at, by No, yourself. she said she'd be back at midnight. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, she probably went at oh, 5 p.m. Yeah, okay. So they were all oh, at like... Canyon Creek Campground. She said, at 5 p.m., she said, I gotta go on my spiritual quest. That's so... I don't even... What? Who wants to go... Oh, no, no, no. It gets worse. She took off her shoes and all her clothes, and she was only wearing a fanny pack around her waist that contained what? some knives and some matches she and a compass. She was butt naked? And she left. She had a fanny pack with knives, matches, and a compass, and she left, and she was butt naked. And she said, I gotta go on spiritual court. <laughs> Is this her? Yeah, she's pretty, isn't she? What year was this? Taylor, the whole time I'm sitting here thinking this was back in the 40s again. No, 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 no. I'm pretty sure it's 2013. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so she got butt naked and had a fanny pack around oh her waist God. with, like, knives and stuff in it. And yeah, then she it was left. 2013. So, she failed to return that evening, and her friends reported her missing in the early hours of June 10th. So she was never seen again. Why were her friends? So she was butt naked missing in the camera. That's not funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
Yes, it is. Why, why all, wouldn't it be? But why were all of her friends were like, all right, Maureen, you do you, girl. Like, we're going to let you, as a female, go butt naked off into the forest. Vancouver's not in the U.S., is it? T- Taylor. Taylor. Where is it? Oh, my I God. I thought it was in Canada. Stop talking. <laughs> Where is it? I swear, I swear right now. I'm going to show you again. <laughs> I told you! I told you! I told you! Okay, I need to go back to school. You said Taylor. Well, wait, hang on. So I knew it! She's from there, but she went missing in Washington at Gifford Okay, Forest. see, that's what just confused me. Because I thought you were talking about her going... You saying her being in Vancouver confused me. What are so you looking at? I wasn't. Oh my god, I thought you saw a spirit. She's from Vancouver. You're confusing me. I thought you were That's saying That's so funny. I thought you were saying the National Forest is there and I was like, Taylor, That wouldn't just make any sense. That wouldn't make any sense because National Forest is only in the US. Well that's And what, you were like, what? it could be in Vancouver, and I started thinking I was like, Vancouver's not in the US. What was that? Well what's going on? I keep hearing Listen things. to this. Gifford National Forest is located in southern Washington and has an area of one point three two million acres. Immediately now, million. I'm scared of like that's insane. Look up and see if that's the biggest one because the other one was eight hundred and eighty thousand, right? Biggest national forest in the U.S. Tongass. How big is it? At roughly the size of West Virginia, the Tongass National Forest is the largest national forest in the U.S. Has seventy thousand people living in it? Thirty-two. Thirty-two communities. How many? Let me click on this. Sorry, we're just like national forest people now. <laughs> well, yeah, we're rangers. We actually uh, sent yeah. in our interviews a um, few weeks ago. We sent in our interviews, yeah. Yeah, we sent them in. Oh, yeah, because we have to do it through Zoom oh, I meant, now. Yeah. Oh, I meant um, our applications. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Vancouver. We <laughs> sent through Zoom now. Okay, no, that's you, not me. You're Vancouver. <laughs> okay, it's in Alaska. I'm not really surprised about okay, that. Okay, but see, see, 17 where, million see acres. Oh. <laughs> 17 million acres? Yeah. I'm surprised that they haven't tried to destroy it with freaking stuff yet. Okay, this one is also in Alaska. I'm trying to see where this is at on the list. But now I just know that it's probably not that high up. It's in Washington. That's Montana, Arizona. Okay, yeah, it's not on the list. So anyways, 1.32 million acres is still a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. So, the search... The Skamania County Sheriff's Department initiated a one-week-long search under Sheriff Dave Cox said she had talked about doing the spiritual quest for evidently quite some time. The folks that she was with felt like this was something she needed to do. It's a rough, remote mm-hmm. area with a lot of timber and brush. It's going to be tough. Go for her, especially she, with no shoes. She was watching too much Survivor episodes. They, her friend said, we felt like this was something she needed she to had do. Been watching, what? She had been binge-watching Naked and Afraid. She, <laughs> she her friends, inspired. Her friends, this case is very short, by the way, because there's nothing that happened. Her friends <laughs> thought... Spoiler alert! <laughs> that it's because I was like, where's the rest of my notes? And I was like, yeah, there was nothing else. I couldn't find anything. Um, but her friends were just like, yeah, she's just going to leave. When you say a fanny pack, like I have one in my in the guest room closet in there, and I just imagine myself butt naked with just a fanny pack on. I'm like, all right, bye, Taylor, bye, Libby, and I just take off barefoot. I into literally, it. like, I just run on all. I fours. probably would have let you go because I would have been like, what? "This girl's an idiot." So that maybe that's what they're saying to her. They're like, "All right, well, that's just Maureen for you. She's weird. I'm weird. 
<laughs> so while it was a bit unusual for a 19 year old to leave a campsite nude, Cox uh, yeah, said that really. there was Cox said there was no indication that she was on drugs. So that's the police officer or I the under she She's probably just one of those like she's probably like one of them super spiritual crystal hippie girls, and she's like, yeah. I have to be butt naked for this door. She did have a flower crown on in that picture that we found. I just don't, why, I mean, I guess being nude, it's like, it like symbolizes like a, um. Why are you trying to understand it? There's no way. No, I'm just saying like in like spiritual side of things, like that, that is a thing to like do like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, sure, but I'm not going but into not the, in the forest. forest. No. An extensive, whoa, an extensive search of the area turned up with no clues and search teams determined that she crossed the Canyon Creek and headed north, climbing upwards towards Forest Service 54. But they lost the trail after that. So there were canines that were actually, were like, they were searching for her. And then they lost their trace. Now, did they ever find the fanny pack for the knives nope. or anything? Nope. Do you think she killed herself? I don't know. By accident, I would say. You don't think she took her knives and was like, this is for Allah. <laughs> <laughs> like she thought she was going to get brought back to life, maybe? Ooh. Oh. Possibly. Could have been like a reincarnation type thing. Yikes. She, could have she thought like, she was going to come back as something else. Like a squirrel in the forest. A squirrel! <laughs> <laughs> a fox. A fox. It's believed that Maureen did actually pass away the night that she disappeared. However, there have been no remains collected or clues as to exactly where she went. Therefore, so she is me. still classified as missing. And the case is still open. You know what she probably did is what I just said about Paula Jean. She probably... Okay. If we get interrupted one more time. Sorry, Taylor had a phone call come through. So I, some, I don't know what's going on. I don't know where that cut off, but the last thing I said was, what if um, Maureen did like what I was saying, maybe possibly Paula Jean did? Because like, like, what if she was just like, okay, I need a spiritual awakening. I'm going off grid now. And she like actually like went off grid. Because like, this was only 2013. That wasn't that long ago. Like, she, there's definitely still... A slight possibility she could just be a feral woman in the woods. Yeah. I think we should go I mean, hunt for her. I mean, it's only been eight years. And she was... Except she's going to still be feral for eight years. Do they do that for real? Yeah. Like, that. they like a lifetime but she commitment. Went from, she went from, like, real life to doing that. That's what a lot of them do. Commitment. You know what I'm saying, though? Like, she probably, like, went off grid, like, and then just started surviving off the land because she took knives with her. For killing things to eat. And she took what matches you said. Mm -hmm. To build fires to stay warm. And she probably figured. Why not just go barefoot and naked. If I'm going to be naked anyways. And have to survive these elements. She could have done that. Because she seems like the type of person. That she wanted some type of spiritual awakening. That she'd go out there and like. Find I'm a feral like, community. I'm like, holy crap. Me and Tori, I think, are going to go on a feral people hunt. <laughs> what are we going to do? Just interview them? Be yeah, like, hey, the guys. Pod. We'll be like, hey, we have a podcast. They actually, and they'd probably. <laughs> they'd be like, ooh. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. And then I was like, maybe not do that. And then you like, did it. <laughs> and we'd be like. <laughs> We're acting like they're cavemen. <laughs> <laughs> they probably do have their own they'd speech. They'd probably just sacrifice us over a fire. Oh, yeah. Well, guys, that was the episode. That was all of the National Park disappearances that we have. I'm sure we'll probably do some more because you guys seem to like these. Yeah. But let us know how you feel about this one. Um, come back in two weeks. We're well, actually, out. wait, 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 wait. We'll do that for the outro. Hold on. Be yeah. right back. Okay. Come back next week. For, well, we'll have a mini. But the week after that. The week after that, come Weather. back for... 
weather, weather control. control. <laughs>